Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. I think we are all set. What's going on, everybody? We are live with Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 248. I'm your host, Kyle Bennett. Joining me tonight via the voice line is the one and only host with the most. He runs that fourth and goal fantasy football, John, for us, the one and only Patty Pitts. What's going on, brother? Welcome back to the main pod. Hey, thanks, man. You know, I love coming back on the show and just spewing whatever take I have and just, uh, you know, talking sports with you. Even if there's no sports going on, we'll find a way to do it. The key word there, though, is yet because sports are on their way back because tonight we are talking about summer camp being in session for the Phils amongst a, a plenty of other things. But before we get started, as always, guys, show brought to you by our amazing local sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, and of course, our kick-ass merch provider, Design Tree. DSGNTree.com is the website. Search Underground Sports Philadelphia in the search bar and use the promo code DSGN10 to save yourself $10 off your order at checkout and of course you guys know i wear them every single show i have my shades i wear out every single day when i'm going to work when i'm walking outside doing all that good stuff our friends at tomahawk shades patty pitts has his blue lights as well they have they not done wonders for your eyes pitts no listen blue the blue light glasses from tomahawk shades are absolutely incredible i have gone through four pairs in my entire life one pair I sat on by accident. That's my bad. The other pair I lost. The other pair before my Tomahawks were terrible. And I had to get new ones. And, of course, I went to our great sponsor, Tomahawk Shades, for them. And I'm so happy I have them because now my eyes don't hurt after staring at a screen for six hours a day. Best in the game. I, I can't say enough good things about them. Um, they continue to just pump out incredible uh, you know, models of glasses. They just partnered with the ever popular Friday beers and uh, you can check that collection out along with the blue light plus glasses and everything else tomahawkshades.com and if you want to save some money and help us pay some bills all at the same time use the promo code USP at checkout gonna save yourself 25% off your entire order at checkout and with that Sign up for their rewards program. Earn Hawk points for every dollar you spend. If you follow them on Instagram and Facebook through the website, you get 50 Hawk points per follow. If you celebrate a birthday, 100 Hawk points. It's just too simple, and every order right now, over $75, is free shipping. So check out our friends at Tomahawk Shades. Use our promo code USP at checkout to save yourself 25% off your entire 
order. Pitts, I figure we kick the show off with some football because that's your wheelhouse. And uh, even though you're a stinging New England Patriots fan, you respect the hell oh, out of gosh. one Doug Peterson. And, I do. Um, I do do that. We can, we can laugh at one Sean J. Wagner from uh, CBS Sports because uh, he put out one hell of a list earlier this week of the top 10 coaches in the NFL according to this buffoon and uh here is that list if you haven't seen it so number one Bill Belichick number two Andy Reid number three John Harbaugh number four Sean Payton number five Kyle Shanahan number six Twitter's favorite little coach from a couple years ago Sean McVay number seven Mike Tomlin number eight Pete Carroll Number nine, Doug Peterson, and number ten, Mike Zimmer. I'll, I'll tell you guys right now: if you're not on Twitter, you missed out on a frenzy because Eagles fans, myself included, let Sean J. Wagner know that his list was absolute horseshit, and I'm pretty sure you agree with me, Pitts. Yeah, there's a lot I would do with this list that to change it. Uh, first, being I would put John Harbaugh down probably lower from the eight to 10 range. I know he won coach of the year last year, but when you had a team like that, um, pretty much put any competent head coach in that situation and they will win coach of the year. Uh, I do think Sean Payton should be a three. Andy Reid should be a two. I just think he finally got over that issue he had of actually winning the big game. And he finally did it to, um, with Pat Mahomes. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, I think, is just the overhype at this point uh, because of last season. Sean McVay, I love, but he should be a little bit more down. Someone that should be higher on this list that I really would not, ex- you really wouldn't expect me to say, is Mike Tomlin. I have had my doubts about Mike Tomlin just because of his style of coaching, but it what really did it for me was last season when Big Ben goes down. To go through a QB carousel of three guys and one of them almost being murdered on the football field, uh, courtesy of Miles Garrett, um, <laughs> you know, like he doesn't get the he didn't get the respect he he should des- he deserves. And my thing is that if they did make the playoffs, I think Mike Tomlin should have won head coach of the year over John Harbaugh, who had the MVP on his team. Um, I think Pete Carroll is an amazing coach, uh, so I would definitely put him up there. And this is, yeah, and then we'll talk about Doug, Doug Peterson right now, is that Doug Peterson, it was his second year in the league uh, as a head coach, and he brought the Eagles to the Super Bowl where they defeated the Patriots, the evil empire uh, of the NFL, and it was a bunch of underdogs. I mean, they came out to Meek Mill. Kind of, I kind of got that feeling right at that moment that, like, okay, this is going to be a game. This is not going to be like the Giants. Or, I mean, not the Giants. Who will, um, it's not going to be like the Rams or whatnot, like, we are kind of in trouble here. And, I mean, Nick Foles kind of did it for you. But Doug Peterson, like, he's just a motivator. He's just, like, the perfect coach for the Eagles. And he's just a good coach. Like, I think I don't think he should be at nine. And then Mike Zimmer I just like because he's so great defensively. And all of if you look at what he's done when he came into Minnesota uh, in that role – uh, what he's done to that defense. I mean, Daniel Hunter and Everson Griffin are two of the scariest linemen in the league to have them on the same team, and now they're not. Like, it just shows how good of a coach Mike Zimmer is when you have players like that 
and you can get to the next step, even with players like Kirk Cousins. The fact that Doug Peterson is not in the top five. Yeah, right is now, I, uh, appalling. Right, that might be a little Philly biased. That's no, not no, even no. that's not even my Philly bias. The fact that you have Kyle Shanahan in the top five, and I'm I'm a big Kyle Shanahan guy. I think he's oh, like too. the next big thing. Um, just needs some more time under his belt. But Kyle Shanahan one has not won a Super Bowl as a head coach, and two has a losing record. I I. I yeah, find it I hard would, to would, believe yeah. that Doug Peterson, who has made the playoffs in every single year as a head coach outside of his first season, has a Super Bowl to his name. How is he not in the top yeah. five? Yeah, I really think that if if everyone who has Super Bowl should be bumped up, um, up one John Harbaugh oh, does, which kind of irks me now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Pete, Pete Carroll, Doug Peterson should definitely be higher. Mike Tomlin as well. Um, I think Sean Payton should be at maybe three. Bell, uh, you can Andy Reid and uh, Payton can kind of go two or three in my opinion, but Belichick has to be one, and then Kyle Shanahan get, gets moved to ten. Nine B McVay, and then you have Zimmer at um, eight. Tomlin move up to or Doug Peterson move up to like five or six. Yeah, okay, yeah, I see that. Uh, that's how I would shift around. Like. I, I would make the argument that Doug should be number four on this list. I'm I I'm mean, okay with yeah. Belichick and Andy Reid being where they're at. I, I think be. those are two of the greatest coaches of all time. Um, yeah. I can understand the argument for Harbaugh being number three, has the Super Bowl, had the MVP, revolutionized that whole offensive scheme for the Ravens to fit Lamar Jackson. That is good coaching. So I can understand that argument. Uh, All-time tattletale, so that kind of <laughs> balances things out. So Sean Payton to me, though, here here's where I kind of start to draw issue, and this is all my Sean Payton hatred aside. How do you hate Sean Payton? Oh, I can't stand him. Oh, get out of here, dude. Get when, out of here. When's the last time Sean Payton has won a big game? I mean, as a head coach, when's when's the last time Sean Payton has won a game that has gone on to mean anything? Um, well, if you ask New Orleans fans, they they would tell you that New Orleans fans are scum. All right. Let's not (laughs) go after fan bases right now when we are two of the worst fan bases statistically in America. So we yeah, but look how long we've been around. Look how long the Saints have been around, dude. The Saints go marching in every Sunday. Eh, get them out. Get them out of here. Win the big game. I'm I'm putting Doug Peterson at four. If if we're keeping the same ten coaches that are on this list too, and not All moving right. anybody in or out, Doug Peterson, you can make the argument could be number three, but I'll say Doug Peterson should be number four on this list. All right. He's he's won a Super Bowl in the last four years. So how do you not well, put I mean, that? John Payton's won a Super Bowl too. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna well, when was that? That uh, was uh, 2009. I'm yeah, not sure. even this. Not even in this decade. Um, I mean, if it was the 2009 season, then yes, it was in this decade. But I'm not gonna get technical with you. Yeah, it wasn't even in the same decade. Doug right. Peterson has won one within the last five years. That's just uh, based on opportunity. Doug Peterson's also made the playoffs the last three years. He's done. So Sean Payton. 
but also look at what Sean Payton has had compared to Doug Peterson over the past. Like Doug Peterson has been able to prove that he can coach with what's presented to him. Fair. You know, so you, Sean Payton, though. you look at what the Eagles had to endure the last couple of seasons injury wise across the board, including the Super Bowl season, and Doug Peterson still found ways to make it work, still found ways to win. I find it unbelievably hard to keep Doug Peterson out of the top five. Uh, I think Sean McVay being number six is an absolute joke. I think it's just the hype of him being like that whiz kid rain man of the NFL. And it's it's faded. That whole faded. that whole whiz kid moniker of Sean McVay has faded. Well, it faded because the Rams finished third last year in their own They division. finished third. He's supposed to be this offensive guru uh, that was going to revolutionize the NFL, and you score three points in the Super Bowl? Uh, you were playing against the number one head coach of all That's time. That's fine, so. but if you are a good head coach, you, you figure out points. ways Doug to Peterson scheme, up, and you I figure out ways to overcome it. Doug Peterson overcame Tom Brady setting the NFL Super Bowl record for yards in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. That's one of his many accomplishments. You know, like, that is what coaching is to me. Like, it's not just, you know, your record and how many Super Bowl wins you have and all this kind of stuff. It's how have you presented yourself in tough situations that have proven you are a good head coach. And Sean McVay, time and time again, has failed to prove to me why he is this deity amongst NFL talking heads. Because... He has not impressed me once as a head coach. Sure, he had the 13-3 and season. He's gotten the Rams to the Super Bowl. But the fact that he has to stay in his quarterback's head in the headset until the time limit runs out for that to occur, that's not good coaching to me. If you're a good coach, you are able to get the offense into your quarterback's head and teach them how your offense is supposed to run where he doesn't have to rely on that. If yeah, you're a exactly. good head coach, yeah. you're able to score more than three points if you're this offensive guru in a Super Bowl situation. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest issue is that you, you alluded to it with McVay being in Goff's head. It's got, The biggest issue with Jared Goff is that they're trying to control too much of the offense. You're not letting him just call the plays with what he sees on the field. You're trusting Sean McVay, head coach, of with what he sees on the field. He's not on the field. So it's like it's it's a really big issue that I think he's got to overcome, which I think they will. Um but they've done pretty well so far. I mean they still had a, they still have a good team. I think just it was a down year, they had a Super Bowl slump. Um but uh, yeah, Sean McVay to me is still a good head coach. Doug Peterson, what I say that he's a better head coach than Sean McVay. Like right now I ha- I mean yeah, you kinda have to say it just because I, Just I, on accolades Doug alone. Doug Peterson has a ring. Like, right. Let's just put it that and, I mean, Doug Peterson has had winning seasons every single year of his NFL coaching career outside of his first season. The Eagles have been above 500 every single year. So that, in and of itself, with how random and wonky the NFL can be, and on top of what injuries have hit the Eagles every single year, that's damn impressive to me as a head coach for him to be able to pivot and for him to be able to adjust his roster to put out the wins that the Eagles have had. Pete Carroll on this initial list, being ahead of Doug Peterson, I think the only reason you can make the argument 
for Pete Carroll being ahead of him because one, they have the same number of rings. They do. Yeah. Their their records are similar. And I think Doug Peterson's a more innovative coach than Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll is still stuck in this running the ball mindset when you've got the second best quarterback in the NFL and the best quarterback in the NFC on your roster. Yeah, but Russell Wilson would casually lead the team in rushing yards. So they Which is also pathetic. Yeah, uh, it it is and isn't. It 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 is pathetic if you have a good running back, but if you were just going like, all right, we're just gonna kind of play Lamar Jackson ball to the nines. I mean, look um, at look at when look at when the Seahawks were you know thriving. Who their running back was? It was prime beast mode, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. The only reason I would say on this list where it makes sense is that Doug Peterson has not beaten Pete Carroll head to head. Yeah. I mean, there you go. That's the only argument you can make in my opinion. Other than that, outside of their head to head, I think Doug Peterson's a better head coach. That's, that's bold. That's, that's bold. I'm sorry. Doug Peterson's I'll, not, I'll accept Doug Peterson is a very good head coach. And I'll say, Doug's I'll not going to throw it on the one yard line. Put him above Pete Carroll. Doug's not going to throw it on the one yard line when you can win the Super Bowl. All right. Well, okay. Let's <laughs> that. I, I I don't think that was a Pete Carroll decision. I think that was a Pete Carroll wanting Russell Wilson to be the hero, or Russell again, Wilson wanting to be the hero. That's that that goes into my definition of what makes a good head coach. All right. And that's just a piss poor decision. On the biggest yeah, stage, on the biggest stage, Pete Carroll choked it away with his decision. All right. Before you start saying two words together that maybe make a great beer slogan that reminisce of a play. Uh, I'm going to stop talking about this. Philly, Philly. Uh, stop. Mike, I don't want to hear about it. Mike Tomlin is the interesting case here, though, because I, too, just like you, I'm a big Mike Tomlin guy. I think he's a fantastic head coach. I'm not a big Mike Tomlin guy, but that... Oh, you're not? I thought made. I thought you had said you were a, a fan. No, I well, no, no. I am a big Mike Tomlin guy now, but, like, overall, like, I just I just think... Would you put guy. Would you put Doug ahead of Mike Tomlin? Yes. I agree. And that's all my bias aside. It's just, uh, in terms of what have you done for me lately, Mike Tomlin-wise. He also only has one ring. Right. You know? And that ring was a, a long time ago in terms of, you know, sports calendar time. Yeah, um, Kurt Warner was still in the league. So, I mean, and what have you done for me recently? You put up the last four years of Doug Peterson versus Mike Tomlin. If you're starting a franchise or if you need a head coach, who would you rather have looking at those numbers and looking at what those two guys have done? I think I'm taking Doug Peterson. Peterson. If if I'm starting a franchise right now and you put two guys in front of me and I have to pick between Mike Tomlin and Doug Peterson, I'm probably taking Doug Peterson. How many of these coaches would you take out of this top ten list? Remove them? Remove Uh, them and replace I'd probably replace – let me get it back up. I would probably replace um, Kyle Shanahan for now. Uh, I don't really care that he made a Super Bowl last year. Uh, it's just that there are a lot better coaches in the league um, that are that should be on this list. Um, eh, Bruce Arian should be on this list. I don't really – Interesting. Like, I think he should be. Um No, no, uh, Ron Rivera should be. 
Ooh, that's bold. I'm replacing two guys on this list, though. Ron Rivera is an excellent head coach. I am taking Mike Zimmer off of this list. And I'm taking okay. Sean McVay off of this list. Yeah, I would take Kyle, I would either take Kyle Shanahan off and put him at 11 or keep him at 10. I'll keep Kyle Shanahan. I would definitely bump him down lower. I don't think he's a top five coach in the NFL yet. Uh, somebody yeah. I'm putting in, though. We saw it last year in one year, and sure, it might not be enough time, but I am buying into Cliff Kingsbury. Oh, dude, no, stop it. Stop I'm, it. Stop I'm it. in. Stop. Stop. Until stop. he proves me wrong for what he did last year for a team that was garbage. You're going to put Cliff Kingsbury on top 10 coaches. And now you're right putting now. DeAndre Hopkins on that roster? Yeah, that was the general manager. Let's not... Let's, for Cliff Kingsbury to let Kyler Murray throw to. I'm not well, saying I, yeah. I'm not saying he's gonna be in the in the top five, but I'm I would put I would take Cliff Kingsbury as my head coach over Mike Zimmer. That's ridiculous. That's that's pure facts. That's ridiculous. I think I would take Sean McDermott as my head coach over Mike Zimmer. No. No, I would take Sean McDermott over my head coach over a couple people, but definitely not Mike Zimmer. And Mike Zimmer is de- like when Mike Zimmer. What has Mike Zimmer coach, done? What what exactly has he done? All right, to, he was not really given a lot of great offensive weapons, so let's not. He got a couple. He's had like, Stefan Diggs and Adam Thiel in the last couple years. He's had Kirk Cousins the past couple years. I well, I just like I I'm, until Kirk Cousins leaves that team, I'm really not buying in on the Minnesota Vikings' success. Mike Zimmer is 59, 41 and one in his NFL coaching career, has a sub 500 postseason uh, record. I would love you to tell me the quarterbacks because that would just prove my point even more. Let's see, Mike Zimmer, coaching wise, so head coaching. He's just been the head coach for the Minnesota Vikings, so yeah. Coupons has been there for how long? The last three two, years? Two or three years. So, yeah. had No, two years because Case Keenum yeah, was, the head, was the quarterback in 2017. Yeah, and Minneapolis Miracle. Vikings still went 13-3. and three. Uh, And then they were 7-9 and nine in his first year, 11-5 and five in 2015. Who was the quarterback? For the seven to nine team. Uh, let's see. Well, what year was it? Twenty fourteen. Okay, it was either Teddy Bridge or, oh my God, it was Sam Bradford. I think. No, not in twenty fourteen. No, not twenty fourteen. My bad. I'm thinking wrong. Let's see. Sam Bradford was on the Vikings though. Yeah, that was twenty sixteen. But then he got hurt too. I'm pretty sure. Uh, twenty fourteen. Yeah. It looks like. Teddy Bridge. Uh, where is the roster here? Teddy Bridge and Christian Ponder. Exactly. So look at what he's done but with that. Also, when it comes to first year, I don't really weigh much with it. Because, I mean, look at Doug Peterson his first year. Same thing. Seven and look nine. Look at Bill Belichick his first year. Right. First year head coaching, I don't really factor it into they, my decision yeah, much unless they went into a situation that it was like you can't screw this up then yes you that you can't like you can't fire them you right. can't give them any blame 2015 was a playoff year 
and the quarterback was Teddy Bridge. Exactly. Like, look what he like. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're you're, you're only improving my my. Uh, they went eleven and five. That's good. And they lost in the playoffs to the Seattle Seahawks. Exactly. Russell Wilson, star quarterback. He has not had a star quarterback. But that is the problem. if you're a good He's head coach, you find ways to win. 2016, right. Vikings went 8-8. Eight and eight. 2017, this. Oh my God, went 13-3 so and lost in their biggest game because the Eagles smacked them in the mouth. 2018, they went 8-7-1, and one, did not make the playoffs. And 2019, they went 10-6 and six and lost to the 49ers in the divisional game. Yeah, you're only approving my point here that Mike Zimmer is a good coach. He's not. He's not. He has not done anything to prove to me that he's a good head coach. He hasn't had a quarterback that can get them there. Has not done and a the defense thing. defense is not an historical defense. It's got historical players, but that does not make a historical defense. He has not done anything to impress me. Because if you're a good head coach, you're able to make things work. All right. Well, okay. Mike Zimmer stinks. That's just my opinion. Uh, And I think Frank Reich's a damn good head coach, too, with the Indianapolis Colts. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see what he's going to do with Phillip Rivers. You said he is or isn't? Really good. I I think he's, yeah. I think I'm I'm very excited to see what he does with this Colts team, and I think he you can make the argument for him to be in the top ten. Okay. So, CBS, you need to get some new analysts because uh, that list absolutely stuck. Or just tell us to make it for you. I got I'm I'm pretty much doing nothing all day. I'll make any list you want. Absolute for you. trash list. Um, summer camp is in session though, Patty Pitts. The Phils, they reported to Citizens Bank Park today for summer camp or spring training 2.0. Bryce Harper rocking the man bun. Reese Hoskins having the the throwback vintage police officer mustache. He looked like um, someone posted a tweet and it had Reese Hoskins next to uh, Mike Schmidt. Yes. That was was sensational. I was like, that's cool. Uh, he looks like Tom Selleck a little bit as well. Uh, I was going to make a friend's joke, yeah. <laughs> I would, yeah. Uh, but I am very excited because, you know me, I'm a big baseball guy, and baseball being back makes my heart happy. The biggest thing that I took away from today, other than the Phils being back and their hype video being electric and making me want to run through a brick wall, is that uh, Bryce Harper doing what Bryce Harper does, campaigning for a guy that he wants to see get paid the way that he deserves to get paid uh, throughout workouts today was wearing a JT Real Muto jersey. You, that's you, a great teammate. That's Bryce Harper, ultimate teammate, ultimate friend. He and JT are really good friends. Uh, I will always think that the trade for JT was the reason Bryce ended up coming to Philadelphia because they are such good friends. Um We've been saying it for the past couple of episodes now. The fact that the roster freeze and transaction freeze has lifted, that was lifted on Friday, it is now Wednesday, and JT still does not have an extension. Matt Klintak spoke and said that they're in a tougher spot now than they were before. That's a bunch of horse shit to me. Pay JT Real Muto. He is the best catcher in baseball, hands down, 
leaps and bounds better than the next best catcher, give him the money because you look at it too. JT, for him, he's looking to get this contract. So if you offer it to him, he's going to sign it more than likely because free agency is going to be an absolute mess this offseason. And there's potential for, uh, you know, uh, grievance uh, with a labor strike in after the 2021 season because Rob Manfred is the biggest buffoon I have ever seen in my life. I don't know if you saw the video from him on Peter King's show today uh, talking about how uh, they were never going to play more than 60 games no matter what got negotiated with the players. Yeah, dude. That makes so much sense. Rob Manfred is so terrible. He is the worst job. commissioner in sports. Absolutely. When, worst commissioner in sports. Not denying that. Like it takes a lot for you to be worse than Gary Bettman. Rob Manfred is leaps and bounds worse than Gary Bettman yeah. as a commissioner. He drives me insane. Like I don't understand how you can be that bad at your job. Yet Rob Manfred, every time he opens his mouth, continues to just blow me away with how absolutely stupid he is. Yeah. It's just I don't get it. I really don't understand why he goes that route of being that type of commissioner. Like, look what Adam Silver's done with the NBA. He is probably the most liked commissioner in all of professional sports, and it's because he just thinks of the player's best interest first and the fan's best interest first. That is what makes a successful league because once you think of those two demographics first, then your success just comes in twofold. I don't. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Anytime I see that Rob Manfred spoke, I just i I immediately just want to throw my head through a wall because I know it's going to be bad. Like yeah. there's bring back Bud Selig, and that's sad that we have to say bring back Bud Selig because he was terrible. He did sweep under the rug the greatest era in baseball, though. So and the fact that he's in the Hall of Fame now, you need to let the steroid era guys in the Hall of Fame. The Hall well, of Fame's a museum. Should absolutely be in the Hall of Fame. The, not even not like even the Hall of Fame's a museum. It's not a an ethics list. Like yeah, it's yeah. it's so dumb. Like that's a that's a whole episode in and of itself. But it really is because I thought of something and it was like, wow, I could really go into that if the chicago black Sox of 1919 are in there then uh um, right. yes i think that uh star hours should be there too uh but what did what do you make of of manfred saying that no matter what happened they were not going to play more than 60 games because to me and i saw multiple people on twitter say this that is like ultimate ammo for the players to be like, yeah, we're filing a grievance against Major League Baseball. We're not going to play after 2021. Like, that was just the the fire that the Players Association needed to say, screw you, we're not playing. Yeah, like, my big thing is that Rob Manfred is just tyranny. He's just causing tyranny within baseball. He's just doing whatever would put put more money in his pocket mm -hmm. which pisses me off even more because you do realize that if you listen to the fans and the players you're going to get even more money in your pocket than you would if you just stuck with your own insane decision making so i don't understand his logic on why they would only play 60 games because they possibly could have done 70 75 
Um, I definitely don't think a hundred game season was in in the cards this year. But the big thing is that it's my issue with him is not even with quarantine and, and what he has done to the, in this situation. It's just how that they market themselves as an organization, as Major League Baseball. You look at other professional sports organizations, and they're doing so much more with so like with less, and they're just so marketable now. And Manfred's done actual shit to promote his com- company or his organization. So yeah, it starts to quarantine with this whole nonsense. Like, why would you? Did you? Th- think that 60 games would be the healthiest option then like why would you say that out out front like why don't you like all right we only really want to do 60 games let's see how we can make 60 games work for everyone like i don't understand this just like me 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 attitude when when you are the commissioner of a professional sports organization you need to be a we 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 mentality and that's what just really kind of pisses me off yeah rob manfred just he gives me ultimate headaches and i'm sick of him uh he just needs to shut his mouth and stop talking because the more he talks the worse it sounds and the worse it looks because that's exactly what it is um so i'm sick and tired of rob manfred but phil's are back i'm excited uh you know the sky is the limit for this phillies team and you know when things get a little bit closer because baseball starting at the end of this month it is now july 1st we will uh have you all covered with baseball but before we move on to the hockey hub cities the Sixers being healthy which is the ultimate storyline of 2020 and the Sixers front office being absolute scumbags uh gotta talk to you guys about our friends at Tomahawk Shades Pat Pitts do you like saving money oh all the time man I love saving money do you like free things Next question, of course. Free is for me is my my slogan. I like that. Well, you you can do all of this with our friends at Tomahawk Shades because they're going to save you guys money because they hooked us up big time when we partnered up with them with our promo code USP. You're already starting your order off 25% off the top. It's done. You're paying three quarters of the price going into your transaction. Any order right now, $75 and over, is free shipping it qualifies for free shipping it's it's that simple and uh on top of that their rewards program is top of the line you earn hawk points for every dollar you spend if you have instagram facebook and you follow tomahawk shades on those sites you get 50 hawk points per follow if you celebrate a birthday on your birthday you're going to get 100 hawk points and those hawk points accumulate to free money on the site to purchase glasses apparel all that good stuff they're, they're the best in the business. They're doing it big. Like we said at the top of the show, they partner with Friday Beers. They they have Chris Hogan, a two-time Super Bowl champion, as an owner of the company, a part owner of the company. They've partnered with big-time lacrosse guys that we talk about on OTB all the time, like Kyle Harrison, like Greg Gorenlian, the Beast. There are a number of lacrosse guys that they're partnered with as well for our lax listeners. Promo code USP saves you 25% off your order. Earn those hog points. Create an account on their site to earn them. Affordable product, quality price, all that good stuff. Tomahawk Shades. Get your shades today. Pat Pitts, Brett Brown spoke to the media today. He said the Sixers, none of them are positive for uh, the old COVID-19. 
and he does not expect any of them to opt out of uh, the Disney playoffs. So that's a good sign for return to play. But again, this has been time and time again, Matt, Dom, myself, Dylan, everybody that has talked about this Sixers team over the past few years that we have done this podcast, the Sixers need to sell the team because just another chapter in this Joshua Harris own team and them having all of these owners and and people in the front office, more shit has come out with this team and Trey songs of all people. Yes. Trey songs, your, your R and B superstar using his platform for good things. Uh, the Sixers dance team exhibiting racist, sexist, and just disgusting behavior. Uh, videos surfaced. It is on Trey Song's Instagram. You can check it out and everything. There are screenshots of uh, just statements and everything as well that we have retweeted. Uh, but Lara Price, the COO of the 76ers business operations, allowed all of this to go down. When things were brought up, it was essentially blown off and was like, oh, we're getting ready for, uh, you know, Labor Day vacation. So we'll we'll talk to you when the the new week starts and everything. I'm just disgusted from Burnergate to the the Sixers trying to cut employee wages when the pandemic began and yet they turn around and we're trying to buy the Mets it comes out they bought ownership in the Steelers but you have all this money aside and yet you're trying to cut these part-time employees uh you know paychecks during a, a national crisis and now this is just another instance where the 76ers front office just has disgusting people in it. How are you going to profit off of, you know, African-American and black players, dancers, employees, and have this this nonsense going on in your front office? The Sixers need to sell the team yesterday. I'm, I'm sick and tired of this team just not having any regard for just what they do. Like, they need to be held accountable. There needs to be a zero-tolerance act put into place moving forward because this is just despicable behavior. And the fact that you need to have Trey Songs come out and, and kind of put this on his platform on Instagram and, and really be able to get this to the forefront should just explain how just, like, ridiculous this front office is. Yeah, I got... I mean, you kind of said everything that needed to be said for this so um i mean yeah they if this stuff is going on there needs to be a change in hands of uh, ownership yeah and we've been saying it for years for other things too that are even more minor than this uh but this just is the tip of the iceberg joshua harris needs to be out of sports he stinks uh and you know there's just no place for this in any sport in any profession anywhere they need to sell the team uh, but very excited that the Sixers are healthy. Brett Brown spoke very highly of how Joel Embiid has been, uh, you know, handling the old quarantine and his workout regimen. Said he's never uh, been more impressed 
by Joel saying that he's taking this very seriously. He's in the best shape that he could possibly be in. And I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, we'll believe it when we see it because it's Joel Embiid. Yet. But if it is true, Joel has never been healthy for the playoffs because he is he's exerted his body throughout the regular season. If Joel Embiid is healthy and can stay healthy for this playoffs, look out. Yeah, Joel Embiid is one of those guys who is a difference maker and can absolutely just tear your defense apart, uh, both with his paint game and his mid-range game. Um, and if he's healthy for the playoffs, like the Sixers are going to be definitely scary. But I'm telling you right now, Kyle, no one scares me more than the Boston Celtics. I'm just going to let you know that. <laughs> I'm just going to let you know Boston, Boston's going to uh, – ship on down to old Orlando, grab the NBA Finals title away from the Lakers, and then they're going to ship it right back up to Boston for a nice uh, social distance parade. He also, Brett Brown also said that uh, Ben Simmons is is good to go. He's 100% healthy, and uh, that's a great sign in my book because obviously the last we heard of Ben Simmons' health was that he was throwing up because of how much pain he was in when uh, he injured his back and, and was playing against the Milwaukee Bucks uh, in February. So for Ben to be 100% now, allegedly, is a great sign in my book. Uh, and outside of Zaire Smith, who has a knee uh, contusion that he's going to rehab rather than play in Orlando, the entire Sixers team is going to be there, which I think is a, a big bonus for this team. Um because if they can have as, as many guys there as possible with a bunch of players opting out a bunch you know for good reasons uh whether it's because they tested positive or because they have you know family members that are high risk for covid-19 if the sixers can be 100% you know at health wise and depth wise i think that's a big advantage for them going into these disney playoffs yeah i mean that's the biggest thing going into playoffs is that you're worried about oh, who's healthy and who's not. Well, we've had an entire quarantine to get healthy. Now everyone's going into Orlando essentially very healthy. That's going to really be a difference maker for the playoffs. That Everyone's coming back 100%. Everyone's going to be 100% during these games. And when teams are at 100% and when it matters the most, like that's when it's going to be very good basketball. Like. These are going to be some very good games. I'm I'm very excited for this, if it all goes well. Yeah, and I mean, we, we got to monitor it every day because it is in Florida, and Florida is, you know, spiking more than uh, the Liberty Spikes hairdo in the Tony Hawk Pro Skater games with COVID-19. Uh, Dude, they just don't know how to social distance down It's there. absurd. It they, are on, they, it. they are living in their own planet. It's ridiculous. Um, Dude, stay inside. And, I mean, Tobias Harris said it on first take. He he kind of views this, and a lot of players are viewing this Disney playoffs as, uh, you know, in essence, an AAU tournament where they're going to be able to yeah. go down there. They've got these eight games they got to play uh, to end the regular season, and then it goes into the playoffs, and it's almost like an AAU tournament. So it's, it's going to be something impressive if it all does go down, which hopefully, you know, they're able to do it and, and things – go smoothly as they can and uh everybody stays healthy and uh that leads us to the nhl because 
I don't know about you. The NHL was like the first major sport to announce that it was coming back of the four major sports, and then it's gone just dead silent. We have not yeah, heard yeah. anything about the NHL. Right? So bizarre. Like, that was one thing. I, NHL announced their tournament. I was like, all right, sweet. We're going to get some NHL. Like, this is going to be a perfect summer. And then I have not. They went radio silent right. for about a month now. It's it's been wild. Uh, NHL rumors just, daily. They're just fucking in their own underground. They're just they're just chilling. NHL rumors daily reported on the Pat McAfee show a couple weeks ago that Las Vegas was looking like it was essentially a lock to be one of the hub cities uh, for the NHL playoffs. That does not look like the case anymore. With cases of COVID nineteen spiking in Las Vegas, uh, Sportsnet reported this morning that. The expected NHL hub cities are going to be announced soon, and it's looking like we're playing in Canada completely, and Toronto and Edmonton are going to be the two hub cities for the NHL playoffs. What was wait? I missed that. What was it? Toronto and Edmonton. Oh, yeah, yeah. We mentioned that. Um, I think that's a great thing because just send it to the great white north just send in canada u.s is kind of dealing with this i mean everyone is but apparently we're not doing a great job of it and whatnot just go up to canada and kind of just get it out of america in a sense it sounds ridiculous but kind of just like you're, you're safer up there i don't know that's kind of my thing it's like thank god it's there and we can have hockey up there it'll be a lot i don't know i'm just more for that yeah, I mean, and it's centralized, so you don't have the Canadian teams having to kind of, you know, go through hoops to get to the to the states yeah, and to play. Yeah, the issues. Yeah, it's just you know, it's it's. And not because working. of just Canada's regulations being completely different from the U.S., you, yeah, you'd so have different. guys having to, you know, go through a bunch of hoops to get to the U.S. if their team is playing in a specific hub city. How is that going to play out? Um, I think it's a, a smarter idea to have it, you know, both hub cities be in Canada rather than, you know, one in Canada, one in the U.S., which was rumored, uh, or, you know, having it both in the U.S. and, and being in a, a hub city that might have a potential spike in the coronavirus. Yeah, and we've seen that right now. You said L.A., and look what happened there. We've had spikes with Florida, L.A., or California. Um, Vegas, Arizona. That Vegas, Like, the whole Arizona. West Coast out there is, like, going through the roof now. So, uh, it, it's tough to, to determine. But, you know, if they're both in Canada, it's going to be one hell of a summer in Canada. They just need to go somewhere, and that's what the hub cities are probably looking at. Was like, you need somewhere with like a lot of open space and a lot of space for at least, I would say, two hundred professional athletes to sell, social distance and self quarantine in a way. Plus coaches um, and yeah, and coaches, um, assistants, trainers. You know, it, it's going to be a really kind of short staff down there, but like, I mean, or down up there, I mean. Um, but they're gonna they're gonna have to do it. You're gonna have to make it work. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. That's really the first news we've heard on the NHL front in a while, outside of seeing teams have guys on the ice and practicing and everything. So hopefully we'll get a, a definitive answer on these hub cities very soon. Um, last 
topic we have. Pat and I were talking about this before we started recording. Peter Burns from ESPN tweeted today. Uh, he's ESPN's SEC Network studio anchor. Uh, what's your favorite random sports stat that blows your mind every time you see it? And we were kind of just scrolling through the comments, and man, this is just it's it's one hell of a rabbit hole to go down. It's unbelievable. I just thought of what now that I didn't think about before. It's technically a sports stat, but um, this might blow your mind. And we actually looked it up. It's true. Um, Wayne Gretzky is the only professional athlete slash human on earth to have two national anthems sang in honor of him. Hmm. They changed the lyrics to make it a tribute to Wayne Gretzky. Interesting. Here's one that uh, Peter Burns attributes to why he made this tweet. It's a football one with one of the goats. Jerry Rice had 93 receptions at age 40. Who had the second most receptions after 40? Can Jerry you Rice? No. It is uh, Tom Brady and Brett Favre, each with one. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that is so ridiculous. They had the second most receptions after age 40, each with one, and they are both quarterbacks. That's wild, dude. There's so many. I mean, the Larry Fitz one of him having a um, more, having tackles more tackles than drop pads his entire career. Um, well, there was, there's one about, oh, Tom Brady has 10% of every Super Bowl. Has won 10% of every Super Bowl. Um. Uh, there's, there's, there's a lot slipping my mind right now. I mean, the one I put out there is a, a Phillies favorite because it's just stupid and talked about way too much. Uh, the Phillies had the fourth best bullpen ERA in the second half of the season in 2019. Uh, Stan Musial's 1,815 hits at home and 1,815 hits on the road. That is pretty uh, interesting there. There's a whole bunch. We'll retweet this tweet. Uh, so that you guys can see it and add to it. Uh, one final note, though, because it's official. He recorded his final episode of the Go Birds pod uh, yesterday that came out. I got to give a big shout-out to my mentor, one of my best friends. Uh, he's like a big brother to me, just an incredible human. The one and only John Barchard uh, is leaving WIP. He's leaving the Go Birds pod, and... Honestly, without John and James giving me the advice that I needed and just the voices I needed to hear at Underground Arts, ironically enough, uh, you know, a place with underground in its name, uh, we wouldn't exist. You know, I asked, I told, I gave them the idea that I had. I was like, what do you guys think? And they both were like, just fucking do it. That was the literal advice I got from both of them. And Barcher told me, why haven't you started yet? And... John has been the ultimate mentor, the ultimate friend, um, and I'm excited to see what he does next. I mean, I know the reasoning he's stepping away just to be able to spend more time with his family uh, and, and focus on bigger endeavors that he has, but truly, John, like words will never be able to explain how much that live Go Birds pod and at the time bgn radio show truly meant to me you're one of the best dudes i know and uh whatever you do next you know i'll be there 
you know, rooting you on and being in your corner. So big thank you to the one and only John Barchard and congratulations on uh, 200 episodes of Go Birds before he uh, hung it up. And uh, he's one of the best in the business. So shout out to John Barchard. Uh, final thoughts, Pitts, on today's episode. Anything going on? Uh, I know you've been doing some uh, some training <laughs> lately. Yeah, man. Um, that is just some boredom out of quarantine that I, thank God, realized that we did a video on last year. And I said, why not kind of expand into a miniseries? So for anyone who has not seen it or does not follow uh, Fourth and Goal USP on Twitter. Which if which you're not, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, you should do it. Um, I am taking on the challenge of imitating every NFL superstar's workout that comes across my timeline on social media. I have sent Kronk over every video that I've seen and we've made a list and we're going through that list and we're going to mimic these workouts as I do it. And the point is I am not an NFL athlete. So by doing this, it will show how ridiculous these workouts are. And I did one today. I'm not going to ruin it, but I do not understand how this human was able to do it. Hey, speaking of NFL workouts, uh, I was in my backyard with my cousins when they were over this weekend and uh, yeah. my one cousin was going to be playing flag football this year if it wasn't for Miss Rona. But uh, oh. I was teaching him how to punt and how to kick. And man, oh man, I still got it. I still got it, man. I was booting them barefoot, and I felt damn good about myself. I was like patting myself on the back. I felt damn good. I, I was pulling, you know, Pat McAfee numbers right there. Um, See, we, we didn't punt a lot on our flag football team uh, because we were always scoring. So See, I was, I was, I was preparing him for f- the future beyond oh, flag you're, football. You're, all right. I'm giving him okay. the options so that way, you know, just in case, if, if they need a kicker somewhere, if they need a punter somewhere, he's ready to go. And, man, I still got it. I, I felt great. I was booting them, and they looked good. They were – end over end i was like man felt good i felt great i felt great about myself i was like well done kb well done uh i think part of your workout specials though uh you should have to set yourself up in any of your fantasy drafts you do this year you should have to try to draft as many of those guys that you do their workouts for under your teams I already did Derrick Henry's, and uh, he's probably my keeper, so there works you go. out pretty well. Rare. Easy. And I would definitely love to have Alvin Kamara on that list as well. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, however, uh, we can we, hey, we can everybody wait needs a, everybody needs a bye week quarterback. It's still not Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> uh, I think the the other workout you need to add to your list is that Jameis Winston workout. Yeah, I will. We'll go find it. We're gonna write it. We just you get. That's the thing too. Send them in. If you see a workout from an NFL athlete, send it in. I'll do it. It's we're that doing simple. Which, and pre uh, sneak peek, we're using my pool uh, to this advantage. So get ready. Get ready for pool footage. You guys are a bunch of idiots, but you're our idiots. Yeah, but, so but we're the lovable idiots. So it makes sense. Make sure you're following Fourth and Goal on Twitter at 4th and Goal USP, same thing on Instagram, and make sure you're following 
Underground Sports on Twitter and Instagram, at UndergroundPHI on both. Uh, I know we tweeted we were going to be announcing our intern list, our first round of interns uh, tonight, but we're actually going to push it to tomorrow. So keep your eyes peeled when we introduce the intern squad. Uh, very excited to bring these cool cats on board with us. A um, lot of talent coming in. That's going to be helping us uh, in a multitude of ways. And uh, you guys should be excited for these guys joining the Underground family. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. You can follow Pitsy on Twitter at Pat underscore Pitts. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star rating and review with your favorite random sports stat that blows your mind every time you see it. Hat tip. Peter Burns from ESPN. Five stars only because we have standards. We know you do too. Make sure you subscribe to Fourth and Goal on all your favorite podcast platforms. And if you don't have an iPhone for whatever reason, go upgrade your phone. Or you can check us out on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, the TuneIn app, iHeartRadioRadio.com, wherever you get your podcast. Underground Sports Philadelphia is there. We'll be back later this week uh talking whatever comes up uh obviously it's a holiday weekend so uh show might be a little delayed but we'll make it work that's what we do here we make it work we always we have not stopped the content and sports are coming back so we'll be pumping out even more content looking to get some pretty fun guests on very soon as well so that's why you gotta be following us on twitter at underground phi and uh we'll catch you guys next week but these shows wouldn't be possible without our awesome local sponsors main auto llc douche arms pro foot security 21 paul j gillespie incorporated bob novick auto mall mark ronchetti cpa llc and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. Of course, our kick-ass merch provider, Design Tree, dsgntree.com. Search Underground Sports Philadelphia and use that promo code USP, not USP, DSGN10 to save yourself $10 off your order at Design Tree. And then promo code USP is with our friends at Tomahawk Shades to save yourself 25% off your order. And uh, we should have some other announcements coming in the very near future. So very excited for the way things are trending. Happy July. And uh, let's just hope the second half of 2020 is much better than what that first half was. Uh, Let's just hope Kyle Shanahan is running the offense in the second (laughs) half of 2020. Let's, uh, Let's just hope we have a much better second half because the year is officially halfway done this has been underground sports philadelphia episode number 248 for patty pitts and everybody here at usp i'm your host kyle bennett we are signing off stay safe be kind to one another and wear your damn masks peace